everybody. Welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. And my name is Hunter Two. We were going to wait until the fourth quarter to show up uh, for this podcast, but we decided, you know, it's more fun when we like, play for all four quarters, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we decided to do today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully the football team follows suit on Saturday and can, can give us an exciting four quarters instead of a very stressful, one and a half. Very stressful uh, one and a half. So, um, yeah, um, going to definitely get into the game uh, that we played against Louisiana Tech last week. We're going to preview our game against North Carolina State this week. Should be a great matchup. And we'll talk about uh, our picks from last week and stuff, to, uh, other stuff to look forward to. Okay, so I guess let's just get into it and kind of review this Louisiana Tech game. Yeah. You know, both of us said that we were going to win. Most everyone said they were going to win, and and they were right. Yeah. I mean, nothing different happened. What? No doubt about it. No doubt. I, I mean, that that's just always how Mississippi State athletics are. Is what I figured out. Yeah. Nope. Very predictable. <laughs> you know, absolutely not. Um, what what did you see at the beginning of this game? Just throughout. What, at the beginning of the game, we we started off really good, and I was like, okay, okay, we got this. Air raid's kind of working. We finally get to see what it's like against a. Not good opponent. Started off with Tulu with a good return. Mm-hmm. And it's not the only one we saw uh, on Saturday, which we'll talk about. Yeah, we got up to 14 nothing, And I was feeling good at that point. Mm-hmm. And then and then, then stuff started to get weird. Uh, big, Two big touchdown plays against us. We started fumbling the ball all around the place. And couldn't get out of the second and third quarter fast enough. Yeah, like, it, was, it was bad. We, we were giving them the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, went down 21 points. Well, yeah. It was 20 points. We went down 34 yeah. 14. Yeah. But we were down going into halftime. And I looked at you and I, I very confidently said, there's no way we lose this game. Like, they're making it a little bit too close, but we're going to come out of the second half and um, we're going to we're gonna turn it up. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they Louisiana Tech continued to press us. We continued to be sloppy with the football. And it really carried over until literally the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, and we turned it around and. Played a perfect quarter. Yeah, it, so. it, it was really weird to see. Um, mm. And I thought in this review, uh, because, you know, I did do my spreadsheet because I'm a maniac. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that we'd just go kind of like quarterback, offensive line, and then our athletes, wide receivers, and running backs. Yeah. So I'd say, first of all, start with the quarterback. Um, one thing, uh, his completion percentage was already great. Mm-hmm. Things around like 80, 80% or like 83. Yeah. If you take out two drops it's up at 89 percent completion percentage yeah and wow. he had how many yards 370 yards passing yeah i mean quietly and I mean, i'm not gonna say it was a good game for him because i mean he did have some mistakes and mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the problems we had fell on him but i mean from a just a playing it safe and and just typical air raid game he had a good game yeah and, and the, the stats are gonna back that up we both i sent you his stats after the game and you're like 370 yards and I was like it didn't feel like it at all it was very quiet and it felt like it could have been 170 yards if that but Mm -hmm. I mean air raids yards are just going to stack up completions are going to stack up and you know it's not always going to tell you the full story and it definitely doesn't here uh he did have one interception to his three touchdowns the interception obviously was the pick six there that really put the I mean I thought it was the the nail in the coffin mm-hmm. for the game. I, I thought it was the nail in the coffin for John Cohen and Mike Leach. Yeah. I was I was really ready to get up and leave. Uh, had a couple friends who were at their first ever Mississippi State football games and they they wanted to stay till the end and I'm glad that we did because it was an entertaining fourth quarter when it didn't mm-hmm. have to be. So Yeah. Um, a lot of Will's problems last year were was staring down his wide receivers mm-hmm. and uh, when I looked at the game I only saw him really do this like one time, uh, there was like two times that were kind of like, eh, he could have looked somewhere else, but that's just not how play design in the air raid works. Yeah. He's looking at a man, not at his receiver. Um, yeah. Other than that, a new thing is he loses composure in the pocket now. Yeah. Uh, he'll put his head down. He won't be looking downfield. Mm-hmm. Not when there's like perfect blocking, but like it, it's just bad. I'm, he can't. He he has to stay in there in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He had one really, really good throw with our offensive line. Uh, kind of let a man come run free at him, and I thought that was a great ball by him. Yeah. Still very hesitant to, to uh, just cut and run when there's definitely an opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Anytime we're in this, uh, we're going up against a rush three, drop eight, there's going to be opportunities where you can cut and really get a first down if you just commit to the run. 
And um, we saw him do that a couple of times in the beginning, but he really, I mean, just lost composure throughout mm-hmm. the game and started doing some KJ Costellos, getting right up to the line of scrimmage and then making a, uh, an ill-timed pass. And it didn't, none of those turned into turnovers, but they, they very well could yeah. if he just doesn't start committing to that run. Yeah, and, and then the fourth quarter happened. And I think he went 10 for 10 in the yeah. fourth. With some longer passes too. We were, yeah, I mean, like like right here it comes out a uh, fifteen yard pass, five yard pass, one yard touchdown run, nine yard pass, seven yard pass, eight yard pass, five yard pass, forty yard pass, five yard touchdown run, eight yard pass, eighteen yard pass, eight yard run, fifteen yard touchdown pass yeah. to cap it off. And that throw was so good. Yeah, and the the thing that we did so well in the fourth quarter was uh, just being efficient on offense mm-hmm. and defense because if you're down 20 in the fourth quarter you're not going to be able to have three long drawn out drives uh, on offense and then you know do the same on defense you have to go quickly on both sides of the ball and we had um, a one minute drive on offense we mm-hmm. had a one minute drive then following defensive possession yeah and that's just I mean, definitely not great clock management by Louisiana Tech, but they weren't running the ball. Mm. They had to pass. Yeah. And so um, we, we really just just control on both sides of the ball in that fourth quarter. And the fact that it was in the fourth quarter and turned into a win makes me feel like we can turn that into something moving yeah. forward. I'm glad we didn't have a good first quarter and then completely dropped off the table like it looked like we were going to. Yeah, kind of like Vanderbilt last year. Yeah. Yeah, like we I mean, went we, ahead and then we – Hosted, then somehow won a game. If it had been a five-quarter game, if it, it, we would have. If lost. Ken Seals was more like entertained by like being a good quarterback than he was of jumping around at baseball games, like maybe they would have. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how they're doing this year. I just ask East Tennessee State. You know that's the real. That's the real college in Tennessee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my school flagship. Mm-hmm. Um. So in this game, um, our we had 58, 55% clean plays, which, uh, looking back to all the spreadsheets I have from last year, that's the highest percent of clean plays we've had. Um, our yards per clean play was 11 yards. Um, that's the beautiful. highest. That's the highest from last year. Um, our yards per dirty play is 0. .57. Yeah. Um, that's, that's almost a new low, but I think we had negative two with, with Alabama. My spreadsheet did not like that game. Stuff well, was going all backwards. You do, you do have to think. I know we did have you know a Vanderbilt game last year and um, you know whatever, but it was an all conference mm-hmm. schedule, and so this is and our first game under Mike Leach that we've played a non conference team, and so you might expect you know our clean plays to to yeah. yield more yards and, and and Will's better than he was last year. Yeah, you I, think so? Yeah, he's throwing the ball so much better. I think he only had one bad ball. No, uh, I ended up giving him two bad balls and three bad balls in the whole game. Okay, like. That's pretty good. And I think one of them he had a guy in his face. No, one one thing that I did see, and I don't know uh, enough about you know the dynamics of football to really know how big of a deal this is, but I, I watched Will Rogers and it looks kind of like he's dropping back like in slow motion mm-hmm. and maybe making his reads in slow motion. Is that is, is that accurate or is that just the way that he is? I, yeah. I, I, I'm really not sure because I, I was like, okay, Will may be holding the ball too long, but then I went and watched Gardner Minshew highlights. And almost every time, he's holding the ball yeah. for so long in his offensive line. Just, so is that an air raid thing, or it, specifically a Mike Leach it, thing? It seems like it is, but like uh, that obviously can't be like how it's designed. Like, it's supposed to be quick passes. Yeah, 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 quick passes everywhere. But, I mean, Gardner's the best air raid quarterback from Mike Leach, mm-hmm. we'd say. And almost all of his highlights, he's, he's chilling back there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we went to the same high school... I'd assume Will knows a lot from him, so yeah. like, I'm I'm really not sure about the whole holding onto the ball thing. I can say holding onto the ball too long with this offensive line is is kind of an issue. Yeah, but. and and that was the big problem we saw last year. We were, we said coming into this year that it, we had to fix the O line for anything this year to be possible. And um, what did you see from the O line this week? I mean, was there any improvement at all? Uh, yes, uh, I thought that they were much better. Um, everyone but Dollar Bill 
uh, I thought was greatly improved. Scott Lashley was really, really good once he set in. Mm-hmm. Don't think he's as good as he did as good as everyone else is saying. Everyone else is saying he's our best offensive lineman. I just don't think that's true. Yeah. Um, LaQuinson Sharp at center was great. Okay. He passing off double teams with both of his guards, great. So an upgrade from Cole Up, Smith. Upgrade from Cole Smith. Okay. Who we might still have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charles and Cam Jones were were pretty good. Uh, Charles, it seems just like Charles is gonna get beat twice a game, and that's just how he is. Yeah. And Charles does. I mean, like you said, he looks good. He does not look like a five star right now. Yeah. It's and, like Charles had about the same game against Louisiana Tech that he did against Alabama last year. He got beat two or three times, and I'm, I don't know why that happens because mm-hmm. he will be so good all game and then just get beat outside. Yeah, and I did hear somebody um, bring up the point that, you know, the the D-line is bringing pass rush every time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I know it can't be easy for an O-line, you know, but – Still, it, it's not fun, you know, seeing a pocket collapse around Will like it I just, has. I just don't know how it doesn't depend on what he's going against. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I go back last year, he did the same thing against Vanderbilt. Yeah. Two hurries well, like across. Georgia. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know against Georgia, it was the last play of the game he got beat. Yeah. That, that sucked. Uh, but uh, Cam Cameron Jones was really good. Okay. I, I thought, I thought. Once he, like Lashley, was settled in, I thought they were doing great. Um, Lashley, him and Dollar Bill, uh, I don't know if this is more of Dollar Bill not being good, but uh, their double teams would get beat uh, a good amount of the time by stunts. And it's probably Dollar Bill not passing his guy off to Lashley. We kind of really don't know how their communication is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Lashley, once he was in, he... I think he only got beat outside like twice the whole game, yeah. or once or twice. But yeah, and one weird thing about this offense line, everyone's like, okay, we got to run the ball, got to do that. They they weren't great at running the ball, yeah. and and I just don't like our run calls we're doing. We're running a lot of stretch, which is when everyone tries to get outside of their people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fun stuff. <laughs> uh, quick guys to do that. Um, Lashley. And Dollar Bill were not good at running stretch, but when we ran just straight zone, they were fantastic. Like mm-hmm. it was probably like six to six to ten yards a carry, probably running zone. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully we can see those numbers and run that more often when we get those fronts. Yeah. So. And speaking of uh, running the ball, so one thing that you talked about, I think last week, maybe the week before, was just how much better Marks looks this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Woody Marks, he had, I think, almost 100 yards of total offense is what you told me. Um, he... Yeah, 98. Okay, yeah, he looked really good um, carrying the football, had over 70 yards, and then caught a few passes, had three touchdowns on the day, mm-hmm. and, man, he just looks like a completely different player. Like, yeah. He doesn't look like he's 17 years old anymore. Yeah, so... Um, all summer we heard about Marks, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, he has passed Dylan Johnson by a good margin. And and I, I, I really didn't see Mark like, he didn't post a lot on Instagram or anything. So, like, I, I didn't see him getting built or anything. Saw him the other day while I was waiting for the bus, and dude is huge now. Mm. And it, it translated to the field, and I can't wait to watch him for the next two years, hopefully. Yeah, really, really looking forward to that. I don't really see him leaving early. I don't see him having enough film to... I can see him transferring. Really? That's okay. the only thing that scares me. Yeah. But, I mean, pass catching back out of this that can still run the ball, I mean, I'd draft that. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> um, but anyway, so what are, what are some other offensive weapons that we saw in this game that you know, maybe, maybe surprised us, maybe uh, didn't? Was Jameer Calvin your player? Or, or I said, you said I said Polk. Will Rogers actually. Oh, didn't Mackay you? Polk. I, I'm excited about him. But okay. last week we'll watch Will okay. Rogers. Uh, but, Jameer Calvin is so good. He was so fast. Like what in He's, the world? He uh, had a 40 yard, t- um, not a touchdown, but he had a 40 yard catch there in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. that helped like, um, you know, keep one of those drives. Going. All of his plays were big. Yeah, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And uh, had this really spastic celebration after his first touchdown. Because when he, when he scored his touchdown and put us up 14 nothing, I was like, all right, this is, this is yeah, fun. This is it. Yeah. Air raid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, I mean, we didn't hear his name much. He had three interceptions. But when you, when you saw three his name. Three interceptions. 
He has interceptions. No, three receptions. Yeah, so if he had three interceptions, he'd be player of the game. Maybe so. Um, yeah, I mean, he he looked good. He looked really, really quick. But who looked even faster was, was to Lou Griffin. Yeah. And he was good. I want him to get more offensive touches, but his effect on the game comes in special teams. So he had a really good opening kickoff. I think he took it back to the 40. Mm-hmm. And then in the fourth quarter, he's really what sparked the rally that yeah. we had with a kick return down to probably the 20-yard. 70-yard kick return. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just crazy. And something that we haven't had for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I remember Brandon Holloway getting a kick return for a touchdown against Southern Miss in 2015. But other than that, I mean, I really don't remember the last time we had a kick return for a touchdown or a punt return or anything good happening in the special teams department. So having Tulu back there is going to be fun. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited about that. I, I kind of wish that we'd have him out back there kicking, catching punts. I don't really know why Austin Williams I, I, is out there. He's Mr. Reliable. Mm-mm. We saw it this week, and it just proved the point that me and Hunter have been trying to drive home. Austin Williams is not reliable. Not Mr. Reliable. You can say, yeah, he, he's going to catch it, but... He after will the, catch it, but, I mean, after then that, he'll sprint backwards. Like, that, was a good, that was a good look. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> Austin, and then he gets really mad when he drops the ball. Dude, he's the best at inopportune timing. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think KJ Costello might... I don't know. Dude, when KJ got put in the Missouri game last year and threw a pick. Got a standing ovation and then threw a pick. <sighs> That's our SEC passing yards and a game leader. Yeah. Um, so, other than that, uh, Wally was really good. Except, uh, he's kind of, I, people are like, oh, why isn't Wally the outright starter? Um, he can't block. Yeah. And that's pretty evident if you watched. Yeah. Like, he had, like, uh, I think three missed blocks is what I put on there. Mm-hmm. And, but, and him he, him receiving. Yeah, he, he had that one drop, too. But, yeah, I mean, he had the one touchdown to um, give us the lead in the fourth quarter. But he had four receptions for 64 yards. So, I mean, averaging, you know, 16 yards a carry. I mean, a, a reception. Yeah. Even. But, I mean... He's he's gonna be the same guy that he yeah, was last yeah. year. I, He'll get more receptions as the years as the year goes on. But um, the main reason that we saw and that Austin Williams is, is the starter is because of the blocking. Yeah, so. that that has to be the only thing. I, I don't know why all the Mississippi State reporters are like, oh, it's some mystery. Nope, and it just isn't the best at blocking. And there are more there are questions about whether or not this is this depth chart situation is going to cause him to transfer. And it's not. Mm-mm. I don't he, think anywhere he, else he could wear boots with his cowboy. He got a good amount of snap pants. share. I mean, yeah. at the end of the game, yeah. you I know mean, who was in the catch the touchdown. It was him. Yeah. Um, Makai Polk. What a guy. I mean, that's Mr. Reliable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, it really didn't have many yards after the catch, but he led, led the team in receptions, um, averaged about six yards a reception. And, um, and that just seems to be Will Rogers' guy for, you know, throws to the far side yeah, seems like he's gonna get open on one and one-on-one yeah so so that's really, fun really fun i'm really looking for him in the red zone and i think that that's gonna be a, a big deal for us moving forward i know something even cooler What's that? we didn't even have malik heath and teddy knox didn't play <laughs> malik heath was probably our second or third best wide receiver yeah i'd say and so we still don't really know what the situation with him is. Ah, oh, he's gonna be back. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. No. I'm. Oh. Um, I'm really glad that we won this game. I'm gonna say that one more time. It would have been bad because I don't think that we would have all the players left on our team Mm-mm. if we had lost this, that game. I'm not convinced that we'll have all our players after this week. But... Nah, nah, we got them. <laughs> nah. Eh. Okay. Um. So on to our defense, and this is gonna be the last thing we do in the game review. Um. Let up some touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Didn't give up any big drives. Yeah. It's kind of the weird thing. Um, all of their touchdowns were from big plays, so hopefully Ornette can clean that all up. His uh, press conference about that, or his, when he was questioned about the the seventy five yard touchdown pass and the long run by Austin Kendall, um, he just said it's really crappy play calling by me. And even on that fourth and eleven, where you know we could have sealed the game at the end, um, Louisiana Tech was able to convert the fourth down yeah. and get a chance to kick. He just blamed it on himself and his play calling. And you just mentioned earlier that you just think that's him covering up for his players yeah. because it was pretty obvious Forbes got burnt on the touchdown pass. Some Someone in there got burnt. Yeah. And there was some missed assignment because that's just not how stuff works. Yeah. 
<laughs> all in all, I was fine with the defense. I mean, big plays, you don't want them, but I'd rather have that than long, drawn-out drives. And I feel like in week one, a big thing in week one is we both said that this team isn't good. I still don't think that they're very good. They have talent, but as a team, I don't think they're very good. Yeah, uh, they, ha- they have talent that hasn't played here. Their offense, was it two returning starters? Yeah. And a lot of transfers there. Yeah, a lot Sorry. of transfers. I mean, if you want to go look at Austin and Kendall, what are you look 2018? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, the, dude, that, the dude was fast. Dude, and he was good. He was Pharmaceutical good. sales last year. Yeah. What I a mean, guy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was a. Obviously, like I said, you don't want the long plays on defense, but I would rather get beat, you know. Once a possession, then you know, over and over, and just yeah. getting just skull I mean, drug by I this think, team. I think, other than that, I think most of their drives were three and outs. Yeah, I so mean, we, we I, forced them to punt a lot. Yeah, I, I really like what our defense did, other than the big plays. And I, I think, I think we both know Arnett will clean that up. Yeah, and the only player I, I saw that I like actually noticed during the game that wasn't just playing very well was Jalen Green, or the, transfer the team from captain. Texas. Was he a team captain? Yeah. No, Horns down. Uh, yeah, that's that's the only guy I saw. I know Forbes and um, uh, Emerson will clean up whatever they had going on. Yeah, but gotta get some pass rush is one thing. Yeah, and we didn't have Jack Harris because mm-hmm. he was sick with uh, something. <laughs> Wonder what that is. Um, better on Lane Kiffin. Uh, and then the other guy from the Tulsa fight. Yeah, I don't need Russell. Russell. Yeah, Demonte Russell. Yeah, so that's all that we have for the uh, Louisiana Tech game. It wasn't a fun game to watch. It was a fun ending, and uh, hopefully we can move forward, get better from it. And moving into our game for this week, it, we are playing North Carolina State, a fun non-conference matchup, Power yeah. 5 matchup here in Starkville. Number one in the ACC versus number one in the SEC. Who would have thought? I mean, game day should be here. What are they doing at Iowa, Iowa State? Dude, this is, those, those teams don't even play Bama. This team, These teams aren't didn't even make it to Omaha. So Iowa State doesn't have a baseball team. <laughs> Remember when you randomly just mentioned that and it was it right. Was right. <laughs> yeah, so um, looking at NC State, I've always kind of thought, you know, and I've only gotten to see us match up the one time where um, Dak and Jacoby Brissett played each other in the uh, Belk Bowl. But I really do think North Carolina State is a lot like us in mm-hmm. the Dan Mullen era. I mean, they just they run the ball. A land grant school who runs the ball and isn't flashy at all. That's it's like the Spider-Man meme, just staring at pointing at each other. I mean, that they're us, and I don't really know how to feel about that. Yeah, I mean, I could see NC State fans being like, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna win this game," and I, I could see State fans being like, "Yeah, we got this." I mean, look at them. I, I'm a little bit questionable if a State fan is that confident. I mean, I just Have you met State fans. Yeah. Uh, there's 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 varieties. Yeah. There's been a lot of toxicity on Gene's page. Yeah. Have you heard about how bad the lines were at the concession stands, and how John Cohen should be fired for that? <laughs> they weren't that bad at baseball games. Baseball doesn't have forty five thousand people, and most of them feeding themselves in the outfield. But anyway, so um, North Carolina State, like I said, they're gonna they're gonna try to run the ball. They are going to run the ball, and mm-hmm. I. I think they're going to be pretty good at it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't expect us to play terrible defense, but I mean, they're going to run the football on us. And um, last week they beat South Florida. Well, I don't even know what the final score was. Of that let's see, somewhere around forty-five to nothing. No, exactly forty-five to nothing. Dude, you're so good at that. I'm so good at remembering. So they beat South Florida forty-five to zero. South Florida, not a good team. South Florida is actually horrible. Yeah. So um, I did get to watch a couple of those touchdowns, and you know, from what I saw, North North Carolina State looks incredible. But yeah. if you watch our fourth quarter, you'd probably say the same thing. Yeah, um, they have two running backs that that both had a hundred yards rushing in the game. Uh, first one is uh, is that Zonovan Knight? Zonovan Knight and Ricky Person Jr. Zonovan Knight was sixteen carries for one hundred and sixty-three yards. For for those of you doing math at home, that is uh, ten point two yards per carry. Which is terrifying, um, and then Ricky, P- Ricky Pearson, Ricky Person, Person, mm-hmm. uh, sixteen attempts for one hundred and five for six point six yards per carry, and he had two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so their quarterback Devin Leary had two hundred thirty-two uh, yards passing the other day, seventeen of twenty-six, and um, had an interception. You know, 
That seems like a pretty yeah. Seems like a very seems like a completely average yeah stat line. So um, I don't know their their offense. I mean, if you watched Mississippi State for the the last decade, you can kind of get an idea of what you're going to see mm-hmm. there. Uh, their defense uh, should be veteran stack. You know, they're they're returning ten guys on defense, and um, you know, coming off of a big shutout win. I mean, no, I don't think their shutout was as big. It's just. You know, their offense scoring 45 points. They didn't give up a, a touchdown or anything to um, uh, South Florida. So, yeah, yeah, they're riding high. Seemed like a well-coached group. Um, I'm really excited to see how our defense does against them. Because yeah. our defense last year was really good against the run. Yeah. Like against Georgia where we kept them like 20-something yeah. yards, which apparently that's new for Georgia. It's like, unheard of. <laughs> I mean, it, against, just took, it just took the, a brand new JT Daniels just dropping bombs on us to mm-hmm. win the game. Yeah. So, and he did it. So, um, one thing I am excited about. I mean, we really don't have much on this game other than you know just the comparisons between the two teams. But um, the fun storyline from the College World Series with the team getting COVID and us adopting them. Yeah, I mean Logan Tanner throwing up gang signs around in the bases in support of them. You know. Do that thing that he's been doing since February. Pack nine, um, yeah. So I think it's going to be a, a fun game. It, it should be. A, I mean, I, if college baseball was a nationwide thing at all, this would be like the game of the week, yeah. just because of you know North Carolina State fans are going to be traveling here just because of that storyline. You think they'll go to the scrimmage? They should. <laughs> they see a natty banner. <laughs> Triggered. Yeah, but I, I think it's going to be a fun storyline. I'm ex- I'm kind of excited to meet some NC State fans if, mm-hmm. if our paths cross, and I'm sure they will. Yeah. Because I, I last week the visitor section, um, not surprisingly, wasn't very full. Did um, you make the trip from Ruston? I guess they just didn't. Weird. Northern Louisiana and those those hurricanes, right? Oh yeah. Um, no, but uh, this will be just thinking about this, and and all the North Carolina State fans will be there, but especially a lot of Mississippi State fans will be Mm -hmm. there. So last week, I think we had about 40,000 people, and um, I think this will be the first true atmosphere of the Mm -hmm. year, and first true atmosphere in two years, Yeah, and um, we really need to take advantage of it, because some fans, they'll travel for this game, but if we show up like we did for three quarters last week, a lot of fans won't come back until Mm -hmm. Mike Leach is gone. Yeah, So uh, it's it's a pivotal game i'm not saying it's a must win but we have to look like we're Mm -hmm. improving yeah um we'll definitely give our picks on that game uh at here at the end of this but um we're going to move into the picks for all the other games and we want to give a shout out to um the guy who got the most uh most games right in our pick them from last week and his name is hunter two yeah look at me i won the shout out on my own podcast i like to shout out hunter two we might name the show after you you know, I think that's well-deserved. Yeah. Um, no, in all seriousness, Austin Swindle had seven of the ten right. Hunter, you had eight of the ten. Look at me. But i uh, got to give a shout-out to, to Austin for that one. Um, we didn't have anybody go 0 for 10, so y'all need to do better. Who went 3 for 10? Was it John? Um, I think Jace Galvey. <sighs> Yikes. Imagine going 3 for, three for 10. Couldn't be me. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, uh, sorry if we give anybody bad advice on those games. Um you, should, I, I do you shouldn't not, have taken our... I do not give bad advice. Dude, look at me calling Virginia Tech beating a top 10 team. Look at, Who'd have thought? Look at me trusting you that ULL was going to beat Texas. I thought they were good. They told me they were good. <laughs> I heard them say that. Levi Lewis told me they were good. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> moving into this week's uh, version of Pick'em, we are going to start off with Oregon. Number 12, Oregon traveling to Ohio State, and this... Holy crap! Yeah. This is what a, what a this game. This is fun. I'm I'm let you go on this one first. Okay, so this is like a a dream like NCAA 14 matchup. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we've played this one a few times. I feel like if you just do random teams and you just wait for both of you to get like a, a even matchup, this is probably mm-hmm. the first one that'll come up. Yeah. Just because I think they're they're the the scales are weighted towards Oregon and Ohio State in that game. Fun uniforms and everything, and. Just because of how clean these uniforms are going to look, oh, yeah. I'm going Oregon. You rock with Go. Joe Moorhead? Yes. Um, oh, dang. I forgot he was there. <laughs> uh, I watched the Ohio State game, and C.J. Stroud was not very good. The, the defense was good. The offensive line was fantastic. Yeah, as it always is. Wide receivers were great. 
CJ Stroud is not good. Mm. I don't. Maybe it was that rowdy Minnesota crowd. PJ Fleck got the got the crowd going. Got the crowd going brazy. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't think CJ Stroud's very good. So I'm pick Oregon. Right. Rockwood Joe Moorhead with you. With that one? Okay. Um, that's that's gonna be a big win if they go into Columbus and win mm-hmm. that game. Big but, moves for um, the Pac-12. Yeah. Another big move for the Pac-12. UCLA beating LSU. Sissy blue shirt, man. <laughs> Sissy blue shirt. All right, so we're gonna move on to um, another fun. You know, we're having we have a lot of fun just cross uh, power five matchups. Mm-hmm. So Pitt coming into Tennessee on paper, it might not look like a very fun game, but I mean, I feel like Pitt's been relevant for a while. And yeah. Tennessee hasn't been relevant for a while. Dude, they're they're a powerhouse. They're kind of meeting blue in, blood. They're kind of meeting in the middle now. Pitt is kind of on the downfall. Tennessee's on the on the rise up. Mm-hmm. They won like thirty eight to six. This or they something. didn't look good. <laughs> no, uh, their second game. This will be their second game under a new head coach and Josh yeah. Heifel, I think. It's not Jeremy Pruitt anymore. Hmm. But um, tell me, he wasn't you, a good. <laughs> <laughs> let you pick this one. Uh, I'm gonna go Pitt. Right. I'm gonna go Tennessee. Really, just to just for the content there, I do not care. Unis, I, unis look good. Yeah, good good matchup if they play their cards right. Um, number number five, uh, Texas A and M. Number three, it's number. Yeah. This will be the this will be the third game. But number five, Texas A and M <laughs> going to Colorado, playing a really fun game in Denver. Yeah. Another one of these, you know, power five matchups. Used to be a, a old division a conference matchup. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna I'll pick this game first. I didn't think that A and M looked good at all. Mm-hmm. The other really? Day. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really think I watched that game. I was just Understandable. trying to act like I... I think, think their quarterback actually did their two interceptions. So. Okay. I mean, they didn't look good at all then. <laughs> um, I, I really do think that for some reason Colorado is going to win this game. I think that... In Mile High Stadium? I think the A&M is, is overrated right now. At number five in the country, what have they done? What have they done? Besides have a really good year last year. Um, I'm going to take Colorado over A&M. Okay. Um... I think A&M looked really, really good last week. Did they really? Uh, I think their quarterback actually like played great, except uh, there, he had a few interceptions. It's a freshman I'm, guy. I'm gonna look up who they. I don't even. I don't remember them even having a game last week. Then you just said that they didn't look good. Yes. This is the kind of content you expect. At uh, I, dude, you are struggling here. Are you gonna cut this out? No, we're we're keeping this on. Completely. Texas A&M football scope. So last week they played. <laughs> You're doing so good. Kent State and give up ten points to the Golden Flashes. They they won forty one to ten. I don't think they played very well. So uh, I, I'd say uh, that's a good time for Hayes King to have his first issues. Uh, mm-hmm. Three interceptions right there. But apparently i watched a few highlights and his arm is live is it mm-hmm. okay yeah uh so i think he'll work it all out i mean first game it's a good time to get out your jitters against kent state yeah but yeah i'm gonna pick texas a&m in this game okay so i have colorado in that one and our fourth game here we, we got a few rivalries this week yeah we got iowa number 10 at number nine iowa state yeah iowa state did not look good last week did they really not? No, I think they, they almost lost, lost to that FPS team. Oh, they did, yeah. Um, and Iowa did look good last week. So, kind of, you know, two completely di- Oh, Northern Iowa. Yeah. Oh, wow. Seems like a good, like, March Madness matchup in basketball. So, uh, imagine struggling with a team you were supposed to beat handily. Um, <laughs> yeah, so kind of a tale of two two stories there. So, you got Iowa looked really good. Iowa mm-hmm. State didn't look very good. And um, for that reason, I'm going to take Iowa. I know I said last week I would never pick them to win a game. Because you hate children's hospitals? I, 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 I think I remember saying that. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick Iowa State here just because it makes no sense. I like it. It's at Iowa State, so no waving at children's hospitals will, will be done on Saturday. Um, number five, fifth game of the day, is number 15, Texas, at Arkansas. So another rivalry renewed here mm-hmm. and um it's obviously at arkansas i expect a really really fun environment there uh, i kind of wish i was i could go to this game yeah it's, uh, just, it's the first one of ah, never mind. 
I wish I was at Oregon, Ohio State, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, second week in a row, a team from Texas is going to come into Arkansas. Uh, their one last week wasn't easy. Yeah. This one really won't be. <laughs> uh-uh. uh, I'm going to let you make this pick first. I really am a believer in Sarkeesian after last week. Um, you know, he, he made me, he, he proved me wrong against ULL. So I'm glad he used us as fuel. He let it fuel him. He let it fuel him. Uh, so I am going to pick Texas to beat Arkansas. I really don't think Arkansas is that good, and I think Texas is, is back. Uh, I think Felipe Franks is the only thing that brought steadiness to Arkansas last year. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of weird because Felipe Franks isn't good at playing quarterback. So if taking him out makes your team worse, then you're really not good. So yeah. I'm picking Texas. All right. Makes sense. And now, moving into our first SEC matchup of the year, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, we have Missouri going to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And, man, this, surprisingly, is Good game. a fun game. Yeah. yeah. Um, Missouri, who did Missouri play last week? Yeah. Completely forgot. Okay. Uh, um, remember? Uh, yeah, we'll just look it up. Don't worry. This is what everyone's here for. Yeah. Central Michigan and our friends at Central Michigan. Yeah, it's been a good, great baseball matchup. <laughs> now, uh, now, so they beat Central Michigan thirty-four to twenty-four. Um, not a very convincing win, doesn't mm. seem like uh, on paper. Um, Kentucky, however, yeah, bounced off on uh, UL Monroe. Yeah, had a really good performance in their Kentucky's offense looked great. Yeah, and it looked completely different mm-hmm. than than it has in the past. They were throwing the ball yeah. and not just. Not just running it on a really rainy night like I always see him do. Yeah. Um, I think their new offense coordinator was like a QB coach for Sean McVay. Okay. So, so kind of had some NFL concepts in there. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I listened all summer to like all the Kentucky stuff. I was like, okay, Kentucky may be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're a team that could randomly knock off Georgia yeah. or something. I mean, surprisingly, like, be second in the East. Yeah. I mean, that that. that it's probably their ceiling, but mm-hmm. it's still really good for them. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on now. Did we pick that game? Ooh, no, we didn't. I'm going to pick Kentucky. I'm going to pick Kentucky as well. Okay. You're not rocking with Connor Bazelak? Mm. <laughs> going going uh, now to just another, just like I keep saying it, just fun Power 5 matchups. Washington going to Michigan. And Washington, had they struggled last week, got beat by Montana. It's oh, um, a tough one. It's be a good March Madness matchup. Probably so. I don't know much about Montana's basketball, but I don't know much about Washington's basketball either. So, uh, no. Marco Fultz. Ooh, my guy. That's right. Isaiah Thomas. Um, so, I'm going to go with Michigan here. I don't know why. Um, I guess just because of their name. I'm going to go with my uh, nonsensical picks here. I'm going to pick Washington. I think you're going to be wrong. Probably. Uh, Michigan lost their best receiver last week. Just season-ending injury, and he was the bright spot of that offense. So I think the bright spot's those helmets. Remember last It'll year when blue. they were black? <laughs> that was weird. We were, we're the only two people in the world like, that noticed it. Those kind of look cool. <laughs> All right, moving on now to uh, another fun game, number eight. So it's going to be number 21, Utah, staying in state, going to BYU. The Holy War. The Holy War. Is that really what this is? Going yeah. On? Okay. I think so. All right, I'll take it. Um, so BYU had a great year last year. They don't have Zach Wilson anymore. Um, and Utah, they're ranked 21 in the country. For got to be for some reason, right? Is it yeah. Because they're good. Maybe. They played Weber State last last week and beat them 40 to 17. Seemingly had that game under control the entire time. Um, but if I didn't even watch the A and M game, you know I didn't watch that game. Yeah. So. Um, what you got in this game? Uh, I think Charlie Brewer and the boys for Utah, uh, former Baylor Bear. Yeah. He's going to pop off. All right. Go Utah. So Utah. I'm going to go BYU at home. I think it could be fun. It's a pretty uh, cool stadium. Yeah, pretty cool uniforms. Pretty cool view. Pretty cool mission. Mm. Um, <laughs> next, we have uh, Air Force at Navy. And our first matchup that's going to help decipher or decide who wins the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. Um, I look forward to this one every year. Do you actually? No. Was the last time you watched Air Force play? Uh, I don't think I ever have. I watched Navy last year. I watched Army Navy every year. Oh yeah, Army Navy was like a hundred percent capacity last year. Really? Yeah, because yeah. everyone had to get tested anyway. So hmm. 
right, I'll take it. Um, I'm. I never think of Air Force like football when I think of like the three service academies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for that reason, I want to pick Navy to win this game. It's in it's at Navy. They've got to win. They're not even playing in the water. I guess they're not playing in the they're sky not playing either. In the air either. So. Um. I have no convictions about this pick. So I'm gonna pick Air Force. Okay. I know Navy. Like I know Navy's like pretty good yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. But pick an Air Force. I mean, right. I'm rolling with the troops. If what if we picked like a like a loss for both teams? That would we wouldn't support the troops. I don't know. We just I, really like Army. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to win the Commander in Chief's trophy. Rock All right, Army. So now moving on to finally the game of the week. Uh, number one SEC versus number one in the ACC. Got North Carolina State, the Wolfpack. It's a title. Slobber and Tuffy coming to start full to play Mississippi State. And whew, we're going to have a prediction for this game, and then we're going to do scores as well. So, Hunter, I'm going to let you start this one off. Are we doing players of the game too? We'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with my player of the game. Uh, okay. Also, fun note, um, last week... Uh, Remember in baseball that time that I renounced my player of the week pick and then we started winning? I did it again. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what I need to go with here. Uh, who's someone? Who's someone? Colby Cox. King Ani. Okay. I, I think King Ani will be the player of the game. Mm-hmm. Can't can't hurt me. You right? Yeah. Okay. Who's your player of the game? All right. My player of the game, since I actually have to do a real one, um... I'm going to say Makai Polk finally finds the end zone. Um, I think he's going to be a good red zone target for us this year, and it's going to start this week. So uh, I say he gets one, if not two, touchdowns. Wow. Okay. Uh, you ready to do score predictions? I'll let you go first. All right. So uh, I, like I mentioned earlier, I think we're going to be able to ride the momentum of the fourth quarter and that comeback victory last week. Um, I'm, I'm really banking on our defense being improved with some, some better play calling, some better pass rush. Uh, when that comes, and just banking on us being good against the run. I say we're going to win this game 34-24. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do all the same things, but the opposite. Uh, I don't think that we're going to come out here good. Uh, I said it in a few of my group chats. We are going to get killed by NC State, and I'm going to hold on to that. Uh, I'm going to take NC State 34-13. to Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's gonna and, be our first loss, and I'm not gonna be enjoying life after this game. Yeah, especially after you have to watch it three times. Yeah. So uh, once again, we're gonna post these games for you guys to pick. We want um, we really enjoyed the engagement. We had probably seven or eight people send in their picks for last game or for last week, and uh, so just a, a little fun competition with a chance to get your name on the podcast. You know, it's always fun. Uh, and once again, uh, we're going to move on to some Instagram questions, and we appreciate you guys sending in picks, but we definitely appreciate you guys sending in questions. Yeah. So uh, I had some also on Gene's page. Okay. But Gene's page is down right now. All right. So that's fun. Uh, at the end, if I can remember what, what the questions were, I'll, I'll ask them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, go with the Instagram questions. All right. So I'll be reading these out. Uh, first one is from Football James 17. Should LSU fire Coach O? Yes. Right now? Yeah. Sure. Why not? If they can get out of doing the buyout with enough Title IX stuff, go for it. Yeah, which I'm guessing is they what they have right on now. file. Yeah. Okay, so I I think that they can give him a couple more weeks if he comes to start full in a few weeks. We're gonna fire him. Uh, I hope you I hope yeah. you're ready for that. Yeah. If he comes to start full and loses that game, uh, then his career, his job is is done at yeah. LSU. So uh, question from. Um, couple questions here from Jace Galby. Um, what are Jack and Hunter's sleeper teams for this year? Um, are we going for playoffs or are we just going they're good? I think they're just good. Okay, they're just good. We've already mentioned mine this far. And I'm going to say Kentucky. Oh, okay, I was, I, I was actually thinking Kentucky too. I, I really think, I mean, you know, a win against, you know, wins against Tennessee and Missouri and uh, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, those are the, the given ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll get a win against Mississippi State. I mean, that could be one of their easier games on the schedule. Game against Georgia and Florida, if they win one of those and things go their way, they could find themselves in Atlanta yeah. in December, and it's not that far big of a stretch. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with a fun one. I'm going to go out to the Pac-12. I'm going to say Arizona State. Okay. I, like uh, I know they have like the most off-field issues of any team in college football, mm-hmm. but 
they they have they have a they have a veteran team. Mm-hmm. J- Jaden Hill feels like he's been there for five years. Yeah, I agree. And he still hasn't added twenty pounds to his body. Looks like Cam Dantzler playing quarterback. Yeah, it's real fun. <laughs> All right, so those are our picks for sleeper teams, and then we're moving on to another question from Jace. Actually, sleeper to win the Heisman. Whew. So I think I said J T. Daniels was like my favorite to win, mm-hmm. it, and that's a pretty common um, uh, point of or common thought among the nation. But I'm gonna say Bo Nix as a sleeper to win the Heisman. That's 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 cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if he does good this year. Why not? I mean, yeah, I if, mean they, if they played every game at Auburn, you said this last year. If they played every game, every game at Auburn. Bo Nix is a high. Cannot finals. believe that we did not gain traction. It's, it's such a good. It's it's right. So is that would that be who you're going to pick? Uh, no, it's no? It, it was not. Uh, I was going to go Chris Olave at uh, Ohio State wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, had our first wide receiver in like twenty something years. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to have two in a row. All right. Yeah. So this is actually who you think? Yeah. Okay. I do not think Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman. Yeah, Chris Olave. I mean, he, he said could, he s- could. Jace said sleeper, so I was thinking somebody who's dead asleep. But hey, he, he might look into it. His name is Bo. So uh, anyway, for a question from Brooks Taylor: um, Where were the fans? Seemed empty before the game got started. Dove hunting. Dove hunting. It's a three p.m. At game against Louisiana Tech. Labor Day. A yeah. lot of things just combined to. I mean, we had two thirds full stadium, and when you don't play well for the first half. You're gonna have even less than that. Yeah. So, um, you know, student uh, section looked good at the pretty, beginning of the game and pretty good energy even in the fourth quarter with the people that were, that were left there. Um, I expect a lot more people there this weekend. Though. Yeah. Especially a six o'clock game, it's gonna help. Another question from Brooks: Our O line seemed to struggle a bit. First game jitters or just miscues. Um, so we talked about that a little bit. Um, Brooks said penalties not included, but I think penalties are a big part of yeah. it. So holding and uh, false starts. I mean, most of the time that we're committing holding is because we're, we're getting beat off the line. Yeah. And that's just desperation. I mean, that that's just how it works. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'd like to say it was first game jitters. I'm really not too sure yeah. because the offensive line showed us that they can do it mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. They had, like, 20 straight plays where they didn't have an issue. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. Also, um, you know, penalties do have to be a big part of this because it seems like anytime we got a penalty, mm-hmm. the drive is over. Yeah. Uh, we, we cannot come back from that. Um, a penalty can turn into a three and out for us almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that has to get better if we're going to do anything at all this yeah, year. I completely agree. So, um, a question from Megan. She said... <laughs> Do you think you could do D1 cross-country weights? No, no. My body weight's more than a D1 cross-country person, so, like, their weights, like, most of the time they're not doing I, I don't, I don't even know what the weights are, but I feel like I could do it. I think she it. sent a video the other day. Okay. Let's see it. Sure. Let me show it to you. I'm going to go ahead to the next question. Yeah. yeah. All right, question from Drew Robinson. Which head coach is first out of the SEC? Coach O or Derek Mason at Vanderbilt? I think Derek Mason. I'm going to go Derek Mason. I think he'll be fired like eight months ago. Um, Dude, here's the post. Okay. Uh, upon further review, yes, I could do weights for. Dude, could you do those forties? I could do the forties. Uh, I could do cross country weights. I could not do any of the running, but um, I'll do the weights. Hunter, you don't think you can do? No, my weight is a lot. Okay. All right. Well, if you're listening to us right now, then you've just made it to the end of what I think. Wait, we didn't do the question that I sent in with oh, ours. Okay. Who will be the coach at LSU next next year at this time? Uh, I, I love this question. I'm going to say Lane Kiffin. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, I think that how this is going to go, I think the USC job is going to come up. I think there's going to be smoke that Lane Kiffin is being questioned there. There is no way <laughs> USC brings him back after how, the, how they're... How theirs ended. Yeah. So like, uh, I mean, we know our we know our friend down in Lafayette. Uh, is waiting for a job, and there's not many bigger jobs in USC. So I think Billy Napier gets that job. How many bigger jobs in LSU either? Yeah, but but they're a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, right. So I think Billy Napier gets the USC job. Okay. And then I think LSU goes into panic mode, 
and spends a whole lot of money on Lane Kiffin. Okay. And in the process gets Arch Manning to commit to LSU. All right. I like it. I I, I didn't think about it that much. I just thought, you know, Lane Kiffin, even though he does fit the Ole Miss persona really, really well, I think that if the LSU job comes up. He has to be looking for a beggar. Yeah. I mean. Ooh, Gene's page is back up. Okay. Let's go. Episode. This has been a long episode. Yeah, it has. I think this is our longest one. Dude, okay. I keep on pressing on ads. Okay, got it, I think. Okay. Look at me. Okay, from C. Foss. Uh, how do you see Mississippi State's run defense matching up with NC State's running game? Uh, besides my pick, uh, I think that that's going to be a great thing to watch. Um, I think this defense does a really good job uh, about staying disciplined against the run. Hmm. I mean, didn't say discipline one time against La Tech, and they scored a touchdown off of it. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, what you got on this one? Um, I mean, I made it part of my prediction. I think our defense will do really well against the run. Um, it'll be a fun matchup, and I know they're they're going to have some success running the ball, but I just think we're going to have more success stopping it. Okay. And then same question, uh, same person asked this question. After your breakdown of the film from the La Tech game, do you think most of the issues are immaturity slash poor technique that can be coached? Or do you think a lot were due to guys just not being capable to do what they're being asked to do? Um, I think it's definitely poor technique, and I, I, I was really blaming coaching big time uh, mm-hmm. while watching the game. Um, I, I wouldn't say that they're not capable of doing it because their issues aren't f- physical. Yeah. Like, like they, they can get there. To, they just have to have the better technique. Yeah. And and. I forgot to mention this during the offensive line breakdown thing. Yeah. Um, our offensive line was actually in the right spot every time this year, this game, which okay. was great. Yeah. I didn't want to pull my hair out. I didn't send any Snapchats to anyone of me watching this. <laughs> it was a great time. They were just getting beat, which, okay, I'm okay with getting beat. At least you're in the right spot. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it made, made me feel a whole lot better. And I don't, like I said, I don't know much about offensive line. Usually, don't notice it until it's bad, and it has been bad. But mm-hmm. I did notice it being a little bit better. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. And is that all the questions? We yeah, that's all I had. All right. So if you are listening right now, you just made it to the end of what we've now determined is the longest episode in going for two history. So um, this will not, I and mean, they won't be this long once we get to SEC play because we'll have a separate episode for yeah. game review and game preview. Uh, so I uh, don't have to worry about that if it's a problem. Sorry about it. But um, Dude, what if this just gets 150 in the first hour? Then I'd be shocked. Then we have to keep on doing 50 minute episodes. Just <laughs> <is> doing numbers. <laughs> they see. Dude, this is 50 minutes. Gotta, gotta go listen. Heck it must yeah. be important. I wasn't gonna listen to that 20 minute It one. better not be 28 minutes. <laughs> We're looking forward to the game on Saturday against North Carolina State. Really do think that if Mississippi State can come out like we know that they probably can, uh, it could be a fun game and, and just a lot on the long list of really fun non-conference matchups that we're going to see this week. Um, really excited for another Saturday at Davis Wade Stadium, and we can't wait to see you guys next week on Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Thank you, guys. Like we can look up the answers while we're doing that. I think there are ways to cheat the system. Surely. Yeah. Just know all the answers. Mm-hmm.